Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you dreaming of a getaway but feel like it would be impossible with your twins? Like every other aspect of twin parenting, traveling with twins requires careful planning but is doable and it can actually be fun. Today we have an expert panel of twin parents who have taken their young twins halfway around the world and back and they're still in one piece. You too can learn how to travel with twins. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Well, welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. And I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. And have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app, and it's available for Android, Apple, and Windows mobile devices. So before we get started, let's go around and introduce our panelists. Loretta. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Larissa Shalika. Uh, I'm 39 and I have uh, three children. I have boy and a girl, twins um, who uh, are four, and then I have a singleton girl um, who is two. My name is Becky Beierschmidt. I am 41 years old and I have twin boys who will be three this month. Hi, I'm Shelly Steely. I'm the producer here at Twin Talks. I'm 30, and I have identical twin boys who will be two in July, and I'm 28 weeks pregnant with a singleton, a girl. So. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Um, just wanted to let you know about our virtual panelist program that we have. In addition to listening to our podcast, you can also be part of our online conversation by following us on Facebook or Twitter. If you want to participate, you can use the hashtag TwinTalksVP to be a panelist from the comfort of your own home. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we have a question from one of our listeners, Marianne in Dallas. I have five-year-old twin girls who are daytime potty trained, but they're still wearing pull-ups at night. We've tried a few times to go without the pull-ups, but have had accidents. So should I keep them in them or should I be worried? Hi, Marianne. I'm Dr. Deborah Pontillo, child psychologist, developmental and behavioral specialist, and voluntary assistant clinical professor at the University of California, San Diego. My website, if you'd like to contact me, is www howtohelpmychild.com. That's a numeric too. 
Thanks for your question. You know, typically I'm not concerned when I hear that a child does not achieve daytime dryness until age six. In fact, as many as 10 to 13% of six-year-olds and actually about 7% of seven-year-olds still wet the bed at night. Now, this is especially true for deep sleepers, as we know the physiological mechanism that alerts them to wake up when the bladder is filled may not fully develop. Uh, as quickly in some children. In general, I would not recommend putting your twins into undies at night until they are dry most nights of the week. Uh, think about it. You're frustrated as are they. They're repeatedly wetting the bed. And kids may begin to feel badly about their lack of success over time. And we certainly don't want that to happen. Although here are some strategies that I will recommend to help them to learn to stay dry at night. However, like I mentioned, because of the physiological process, they are going to be ready at their own time and in their own uh, timetables. Number one, of course, prevent nighttime drinking two hours before bedtime so that we're not having large amounts of fluids. Take your twins to the bathroom at night before they both go to bed, which is a no-brainer. But then the important part, number three, I would say, is waking your twins to take them to the bathroom. Usually sometime, uh, an easy time for most parents is right before the parents go to bed at 10, 30, 11, um, just to empty their bladders. Uh, however, if you are noticing that your twins are wetting the bed at a certain time at night, you're being woken often at early morning hours, like 4 or 5 in the morning, that might be the good time to set the alarm a half an hour before that and begin to take your twins to the bathroom at that hour. That begins to condition them to waken at that hour. This is like if someone woke you up every night at 3.30, pretty soon your eyes would shoot, shoot open. So that can help. And also, number four, buying a bedwetting alarm. Now, this is optional, and it's not necessarily something that you need to do. It's a mat that goes under your sheets, and it lets an alarm go off when it gets wet. That's helpful for some kids, although in general, I often don't recommend that unless a child is approaching six or seven and they're really struggling to uh, achieve nighttime dryness. If you'd like some more ideas, you can listen to our Parent Savers podcast on nighttime bedwetting and potty training. I'm Dr. Deborah Pontillo for TwinTalks.com and HowToHelpMyChild.com. Thanks for calling in. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So, all right, well, let's get started. We're talking about traveling with twins. I know you guys have taken your twins, you know, pretty pretty far distances. So um, I know in my case, it was just a few hours away. I'm going to start with Larissa. How old were your twins when you first took them uh, on, on a trip? You know, it's funny. I was um, trying to calculate last night uh, how many times my kids have been on the plane. And just before they turned two, the twins have been on the plane uh, five times. Wow. Oh my god! Two of those trips were international. So I, you know, it's hard to think back those days and you know how did we do it and how did we manage? But um, you know, it's fun and um, we took them on the trip first when they were three months old. Wow, <laughs> that is so to brave. the east coast. <laughs> yeah, to the east coast, and you know there was no occasion, nothing. Uh, well, it was my birthday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but just you know, we just wanted to get away and we. 
we've been um, we've always been avid travelers, and it was hard to let it go when we had kids. And I guess we didn't have to. So now that you know, now that I know you can travel and you can travel with twins and you can travel with even three kids, so you know it's manageable <laughs> and it's doable and it's actually fun. You know? <laughs> Aside from all the meltdowns and tantrums <laughs> and you know parents' tears and things like Which that. Which you'd yeah. have at home anyway, so you, you might yeah. as well have yeah. it in a nice place. And right? our kids love it now. You know, our, their favorite um, game is to play the airplane. They all sit in a row, um, <laughs> you know, in the chairs, and they just move them around, and then they say, okay, closed, closed, you didn't make it, okay, closed, okay, tickets, and, and it's hilarious, <laughs> yeah. So this is their plan, you know, it's it's fun. Oh know? my gosh, that is that is so cool. Okay, so now, Becky, how about your kids? How old were they when they first you, you took, ventured out? Our first trip um, on a plane was when they were 15 months old, and I'm from the East Coast, so we went back East as well. It was... Um, uh, daunting at first when I, I, the whole idea of it was very overwhelming to me. Um, but I did some research and talked to some other twin parents and realized that, hey, you know what, you you figure it out and you do it. And as you said earlier, you, they're going to have tantrums no matter where you are, or, you know, meltdowns. So you just kind of go with it and, and figure it out. So, um, but they were, they were fine. It was, um, we, we were able to stay at my parents' house as well when we got there. So, uh, which is nice. So we, we didn't ha- we didn't have to deal with a hotel as well. Um, and they had everything set up with cribs and all of that. And my cousins were there, and my brothers, and and so it it all worked out in the end. Um, but the actual plane ride, um, you know, there's little tips and tricks that you can do along the way to to help them. Yeah. Um, through it. Um, but overall, I think they were so overstimulated that the whole idea, like I know some people are like, travel when they're sleeping. Well, mine were so overstimulated, even though we traveled during nap time, it didn't matter. They were wide awake. They wanted to touch everything (laughs) and look around and walk around, which was fine um, because it kind of made it go by quicker. Um, But then, you know, towards the end of it, they were obviously tired because they missed their nap and so forth, and they finally fell asleep. But It works. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you just kind of have to roll with it. Okay, Shelly, how about you? How old were your guys? Um, so the first long trip we took the twins on, we took them to Oregon. My husband's from up there when they were 13 months old. Um, and I tips and tricks, well, I honestly don't have any. <laughs> um, we've always been really laid back. We're not schedule people. So we just we booked the flights when they were cheapest and figured if they slept, <laughs> great. And if they didn't, we'd survive. <laughs> um, and then we took them on a road trip, actually, this past December. So they were... I don't know, uh, 15, 16 months old. Um, and that, I mean, I think that the best tip for driving with twins, we went up to Santa Cruz, so an eight-hour drive, is we just drive when they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because as twin parents, we've learned to survive on very little sleep. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was more important that the boys got their sleep than us. So we, <laughs> we hit the road at 7 after dinner, took them about an hour to fall asleep in the car, and they slept the entire drive up. Um, so we didn't have to take them out to walk them around. We didn't have to worry about snacks or TV or anything. We just, you know, my husband drove till he got tired, and then I drove till we got there, and that was, yeah, that was what worked for us. Um, some people yeah. think it's crazy, but I, I would rather have them get their sleep than deal with having them in a car all day and then running around somewhere yeah. new. So that was now, our road trip <laughs> advice. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Okay, so yours were really young, and then, you know, yours were just over a mm-hmm. year. So what was it that made you feel like, okay, it's okay, we can actually do this? I mean, was it, you know, like their age? Were they were they weaned? You know, were they um, 
or you know, or well, in your case, I don't me, know. <laughs> you know, the biggest I think tip when the, when you when you travel with the kids that are you know very young, um, for me, breastfeeding was the key. Honestly, you know, whenever they fast, I breastfed them. They went right back to sleep, or you know, they stayed calm. And I mean, it was a little probably odd from you know seeing us from the side. I'm just like, you know, trying to think back, and you know, you like imagine this. You know, you breastfeed one twin, and then you pass them back to my husband, and then my husband passes me another screaming one at that time. You know, I mean, it's kind of funny, but um, you know, definitely the feeding helps during the flight because it helps them with the ears, and um, they fell asleep. You know, every single time. So. Mm-hmm. But um, so their age, I mean, it wasn't so age, much of a concern. You huh? know, it's um, I mean, I was I, it was I was overwhelmed. I packed two diaper bags and my husband said, why, why are you doing that? And, you know, since then I learned that you can survive as very little. You know, you know what you need to have and what you don't have to have. And uh, but, you know, we just like, I mean, we've traveled so much before the kids. I mean, I couldn't let it go. So I guess, you know, when the time came and I said, uh, well, I think we had the miles that were expiring. Or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> use them. <laughs> so, like, we've taken the kids and we went to South Carolina. We've never been, and um, you know, we stayed at the hotel. I mean, we have a timeshare. I guess that's what makes us travel so much too. But um, it was fine. You know, they have everything we need. And uh, on the plane, the plane ride was kind of scary actually because we had a um, when we, we were supposed to land at the Hilton Head, and we instead we were landed at the um, Charleston because it was a like a scare of the tor- tornado and mm-hmm. here we are with twins and the train ride was so bumpy actually you know you're holding your kids on your lap right and you're holding them and then one of the kids um in the few rows uh, up you know the uh, on the one of the bumps they let go and the <gasps> kid went up oh no, no. i mean oh it was a little gosh. older child but oh. you know it's just seeing it that yeah. was scary i mean wow. nothing happened but you know things happen and you just deal with it and you manage it and as long as you so i learned that you have to hold them real tight you know it doesn't like you don't just like oh you know they fine you know just like let them go a little bit you you hold them yeah so yeah. i i learned that lesson but um yeah it's uh, you know and they get used to it too yeah yeah now, let's see, I was mentioned as far as like, you know, when you're, when you're planning out your flight and um, I mean, I think you'd mentioned that you were initially tried scheduling it around try, sleeping. Yeah. yeah so. I, you try to do that, but I, you know, going back to Shelly, I think it's, you, it goes around cost. I mean, especially when you're going across the country or mm-hmm. internationally or, or, if you just or even if twins. you're going, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I mean, with Miana seats that you have to buy. You know, for us, what we decided to do was uh, we bought a whole row because our boys were under two, so you, they didn't have to have a seat. Um, but everything that I read on the twins um, site was, if you can afford it, buy three seats, mm-hmm. and that way you have the whole row, and um, that worked. That worked for us. Um, but we did base it more around cost than around. Um, their sleeping patterns, but mm-hmm. I I don't know if anyone has ever done this, but I I don't think I could ever do a red eye because <laughs> I would be so times. paranoid that they wouldn't sleep, <laughs> they and then they would yeah. ruin everybody's trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's six thirty in the morning, and they're just wide yeah. awake. Yeah, like, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually flew. I think our flight left. It was the first one of the day, so it was something really early. But um. I don't know. I'm kind of of the mind that if you're going to be in the general public and airplanes are the general public, then if a baby cries, a baby cries. Right. You know, I mean, I when I wasn't a parent, I mean, I won't say that it's not a little annoying, but at the same time, I have headphones and I've had 
seatmates who were significantly more annoying than a crying baby. In the past. <laughs> so that's true. Um, I think for us, it was important to not get flustered. So we had to wake them up really early to get to the airport and get on the plane. And they did not fall back asleep in the car, and they did not fall back asleep on the plane. But you know, they were they were fine. Um, and it, everybody was really friendly. So, I mean, that helped, too. In terms of eating and sleeping schedules while traveling, um, the one problem we've had that we still have is that my children do not like to nap away from home <laughs> at all. They just It's too exciting. There's too much going on. And they're, they're pretty solid. I mean, they can make it a whole day without a nap, without too much of a meltdown, um, which is a superpower I wish they didn't have, <laughs> kind of, because I wish they needed it. But um, we would just plan to do our, our mid-trip traveling during nap time. So they would sleep, get, at least get a little bit of sleep yeah. in the car. Because um, we just didn't, I mean, we've tried with the pack and plays and bringing the sound machine and the same routine. And um, they just, they won't do it. It's yeah. it's too exciting. There's too many new things. So what we do is we try to plan to do when, um, we didn't start traveling until they were, over a year and they were already on just one nap so we'd plan something in the morning and then we'd make it a long drive to wherever we were going next so drive through get some coffee see the sights you know give it an hour and then show up wherever we were going next so Mm -hmm. um, in a way that was kind of that was important for us Um, and then eating schedules we never scheduled their feeding Um, I nursed to almost a year and a half but they were big solid food eaters too and so it was just kind of Luckily, they're pretty go with the flow. That's how we've always been. So, you know, we'll get breakfast when we find it. And, you know, if everyone starts getting fussy, we'll stop. But um, a diaper bag full of snacks is always yes. key. Okay. And that's yeah. everywhere. That's not that's just true. traveling. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. with, with twins in general, as long as you have enough food to last, you know, as long as possible, that usually keeps us mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask Larissa again. Now, you've done some international travel, you know, with your kids. And so what, how old were they when they first did an uh, international The first flight? one we did was when they were 15 months old. And by then, they've all been on the plane, you know, a fair amount of time mm-hmm. um, that, you know, we ventured to Italy. Again, mm-hmm. you know, there was mm-hmm. nothing that was calling us. We just wanted to go <laughs> and... But the the problem was that after I bought the tickets, we found out that I was pregnant. Oh my gosh! So we went there with me being sick. Oh. Being, I was about ten weeks, and uh, so we flew to Italy. And um, uh, you know, if the plane ride and not you know the long plane rides are not fun. I think for anybody, and right. you know for right. children in particular too. And uh, I mean, you have to sleep on the plane on that long. You know, twelve hours or ten hours. Uh, they slept for about two. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember much, but I remember I just kept feeding them little things, and they were just trying to run around or, you know, walk around as much as they could. We were at the, um, what are they called, uh, where you have a little space uh, from? The, the bulkhead. The bulkhead, yes. yes, that's right. Yeah, so we were one of those, and uh, one of the, and we even got in a little bassinet that they gave us. I mean, they were too old for that, but... That they is were, key. Yes, they you know, were nice. Yeah, yes. they were nice, and they gave it to us. Only one baby slept in there. They were over um, limit by a little bit, but you know sometimes they bend the rules a little bit if you ask them to. And one of the babies slept in there, and uh, maybe for a couple hours. That that's about it. But now you know what? Now you, the fact you mentioned the bassinet because I have heard quite a bit about that too. Never heard that. If you so if you reserve the the bulkhead, so basically you know the seats that are. Let's just say if you're in the economy class and you're at the very front of the economy class and you've got the the little partition in front of you. So a lot of airlines, like especially the international ones, they most have, of them. I think they most of them. Yeah, I think they have to have them. Yeah, they, they have, have to. to have okay. Them. 
That's um, great. And um, I think one of the things, you don't even have to book the bulkhead, like because they're not booking the bulkhead uh, in general. They reserve those seats for uh, people traveling with little children. So hmm. when you book in the tickets, you can call the airline and say, yeah, I'm traveling with, you know, little ones. So can you give me? And sometimes they do. Sometimes they give them to you at check-in, mm -hmm. you know, but we've had those and they, they worked for us. You now know? That, is, that is smart. Definitely. I mean, yeah, tell, have, talk yeah. to the, the um, you know, folks when you're reserving. I, I know I mean, we, most of us probably book online, you know, through the you know, on site, but then I think it's definitely worth a phone call. Because I think, yeah, it, I, it I, is, I've yeah. never actually mm -hmm. used the, the bastards myself, but I've seen the photos where they literally, it there's like a little hook on the bulkhead and it and so the babies can actually sleep flat. It looks like a little, like a tray. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's um, a little annoying thing is, I don't know how your children are, uh, ours, uh, when they wake up, they wake up, but you can't put them back to sleep. So, mm -hmm. but they're going to take, they're going to make you to take the baby out of bassinet every time, you know, you have to buckle the seat in. You know how you have like any time oh, there is a turbulence. Right. So they came to us a number of times and I say, would you rather have a screaming baby or oh, can no. I just hold him like that? Oh. And they let me do it. So <sighs> I've seen people just, you know, but I, I'm in general just like stand up for my kids a lot. <laughs> so yeah. I would say like, no, you know, no, no, no to this and that. And a lot of times they say it's okay, you know, as long as you do this and as long as you do this. So um, you kind of just work with them. So, but you have to take the baby out out of bassinet every time there is a turbulence or you know whatever. Oh, that's good to know. And so when now when you traveled, so it sounds like you uh, had them as lap children. So you didn't buy we had, we had okay. them lap children okay. up okay. until they were two. You know because mm -hmm. that you know that's how we traveled. And international, that's that I felt like that was our last opportunity to do it before mm -hmm. they turned two. Um, we actually traveled another international after that. But anyway, so it's just, you know, we did it lap children. And uh, sometimes there were empty seats, you know, that they can just play in. They never sat in the seat. That's why we never bought them. They, even to this day, they don't. Like, they, you know, they're under the seat, they're over the seat, they're standing on the seat, you know, they, they're everywhere but in the seat. So, it's so they're pretty much, they, but they, like when it, we're doing takeoff and landing, they'd have to you be have sitting to, yeah, in you your have lap. To, you have to be holding them. And, you know, a lot of them, they want to be on your lap anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you can read them a book or give them a snack or you know just play with them a little bit so it's and a lot of people you know when you have to go to the bathroom or whatever even if there is just two of you and two kids a lot of people are pretty friendly they you know especially older women they're always like oh can i hold your baby <laughs> oh can i play with a baby and you know say yes oh, <laughs> yeah, take say yes yeah it. even yeah. if you don't have to go to the bathroom say yes you know? yeah, yeah yeah and now becky now in your case you said that you you pretty much you bought seats for the every flight yeah well w when they were under two we would just buy one additional seat oh okay. so we would only buy three three total seats for four people mm -hmm. um and that was just so we had one lap child and one child that had a seat um, and before I forget, the other thing is, I'm sure you did this as well, but sign them up for the mileage program, too, once you buy them a seat, because then they can start accumulating miles themselves oh, as well. So that was another point. thing. To <laughs> yes. Miles always good. Yeah. Yes. Because um, then yeah, both of our boys have miles now on the various airlines that we have. So you did. Yes. Yeah, so you did. So laps. You had one seat and you kind of rotated them. Sounds like probably between the empty seats. Yeah, but you know, again, they don't sit, sit in, in there. It. Yeah. So it was more for us. It was more about being able to contain them, mm -hmm. right? So we had um, my husband would sit in the aisle, or I would sit in the aisle, and one of us would be by the window, and then the two would be in the middle. So it was kind of like a play, play space zone, yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, so that was really the only reason was just to so that we could contain them, and then. Um, not bother anyone else so that we all had our own because who's going to want to sit yeah. next so to So you, um, <laughs> you're only allowed to have one lap child per row 
because there's only four oxygen, oxygen masks. Okay. Right. So if you, we flew with um, just each of us flew with one boy as a lap child the first time. Um, we figured we would try it, and honestly, I don't think I would do it again. They were short; it was short, so we only flew. It was an hour and a half to San Francisco, and then another hour and a half from San Francisco to Portland. Um, but that was pretty much all the energy I had for holding a toddler in my lap. Um, we haven't flown since because we haven't had occasion to. But I definitely any flights would have bought them a seat mm-hmm. each. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one one thing that I've heard. I mean, obviously, it's more expensive to buy them a seat, but. If you are used to having them have their own seat and be harnessed in, you can get, um, you know, there's car seats that are travel, you know, you could travel with your car seat or there's a harness you can actually the purchase. The uh, car- yeah, the mm-hmm. five-point harness. Um, I think they kind of will correlate plain like car time, you know, where you kind of have to stay in your seat. Um, and that I've heard from people who have traveled with kids in car seats that they, once they realize like this is like a car, this is my seat that I don't get out of, they stay in it, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll sleep in it or play in a toy and it just makes for an easier flight mm-hmm. for everybody because you're not stuck. I mean, my boys are active and you can't really be active on a full flight. So it was, it was definitely a struggle for us um, considering that they didn't sleep on the plane and that they were already walking and wanting to explore, I, I almost felt like it was taking all of my upper arm strength to physically restrain a child. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's not something I would want to do again. Um, and they do recommend that you buy them seats. I know I have a friend who's a pilot who said she thinks she wishes they would require it. I know it's expensive, but, you know, she's like, I wish that every parent, because, you know, we all hold them tight and take care of them, but there are plenty it's of hard, people yeah. who, and who aren't yeah. these kids get away or who are runners. And then, I mean, you got to worry about plane safety too, right? So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you spoke about car seats, I mean, which, you know, speaking of that, so what did everybody do with their car seats? So how did you, did you check them? Did you bring them? We or checked, did you rent? we checked Yeah, we had, the, uh, we had the stroller that you can put the baby seats, you know, the, when before they were in just regular baby seats. So we just checked in um, everything at the gate, mm-hmm. and they let us, and, um, you know, it was fine. And um, uh, we never, and I think we, after that, we always rented a car seat at the destination when they were older. So we the don't full, have The convertible to. car right. seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like last time we just got them like little, it's, you know, this is genius. It's inflatable toddler seats. Oh, They called yes. uh, something bomb. I can't remember. Bubble bomb? Yes. Bubble bomb. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. We went to Hawaii just last month. Perfect. You know, we, I mean, it, I wouldn't recommend it for having it full time. But we were able to fit far, far, five of us in the regular car with those seats. And we just took the regular car seat for the baby. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was now that's great. And how about great. you guys? What did you guys do with the, the cars? You said you checked. We checked. You checked yeah, them. Yeah. We checked them. Now I know, like, um, so um, our we took my husband and I um, took our girls to Hawaii, and so that was a five-hour flight from California, and then um, we ended up um, taking the cars. We we kind of mod. I mean, I guess you guys have probably heard it. Like the go, there's some go-go car seats where it's like a little wheeler a little wheelie you can put your you know your convertible car seat on the wheeler and then you can sort of wheel it along with you know and the kid can sit on it at the same time which is effective getting them through the airport terminal so they're not wandering off and they're strapped in um but we did a little convertible thing where um we we saw i saw this on it was a diy um you know on the in the internet somewhere and so we got these little clips and we basically clipped the car seat onto our carry-on luggage. And so we used the, the carry-on to sort of, you know, carry the weight of the, the luggage. And so my husband just took them through. So it was, I mean, I think, it to, you know, the total cost was maybe $1.25. <laughs> and then we gate-checked it. 
So, um, so I mean, that was it, it, it was doable. Yeah, they definitely recommend gate checking your car seats just for the safety of the seat. I mean, you don't want your seat getting thrown around on the luggage. Um, high impact can damage a car seat structurally, so you always want to check it at the gate. Um, they make rolling carts. You can they're like a like a car seat carrier that has wheels on the bottom. Um, they make one that attaches to a car seat that actually you can put the child in a convertible car seat and then pull them behind you, so almost like a little mini stroller. Um, and then they make also ones that are like a backpack so you can wear the car seat. So there's plenty of options for getting those big bulky car seats through. Um, what we actually did is we, because we don't travel often, um, we bought a really cheap convertible car seat online and had it shipped to my father-in-law in Oregon so we didn't have to travel up with the car seats we just sent them up there and then he put them in his car so that when he picked us up from the airport he already had yeah. two car seats I mean we had to fix the install because you know <laughs> not something everybody knows how to do but we are that way the car seats were already there and then we really only had to bring them back with us so it, it kind of cut half of the car seat travel but um a friend of mine who travels frequently with her twins what they do is they would um put a car like basically a car seat on their back with the straps wear a baby on the front and then um put their stuff in their double stroller and that way two people could easily carry all of the stuff that you need for twins all the way up through the gate so um, I like that idea. Kind of, hey, you know, just just buy it and have it, really yeah, for have you. it there for us. Yeah, it was definitely an easier. We option. did that when we went east. We did that too with because um, it was uh, colder. We went in the fall, and you know, living in Southern California, you don't have heavy jackets or hats or gloves or anything like that. So we did that with clothes. We bought stuff online and shipped it to my mom's house so that it was there when we got there. I mean, we didn't have to worry about family, packing it. It's the way to go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you know, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about sort of uh, managing this gear when you're on the go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, welcome back. Today we're talking with our expert panelists about some of the, the baby gear that they were using on their trip. Um, so I, we were kind of talking about some, you know, buying some things and having them shipped. And, um, you know, was there any other, you know, gear, you know, besides um, the car seats? I mean, even like, you know, I think we talked about high chairs. Um, when you were staying at hotels, did you did you rent any gear? Um, with hotels, most hotels offer cribs. Mm-hmm. Um we're getting to a point now where our boys still see, sleep in cribs at home, but um, the the pack and plays up are up to I think thirty five pounds, and that's where my boys are 30. right now. <laughs> and the little shorts. So too. we're pushing it with the pack and plays. Um, so I'm not sure what we're gonna do later on, but um, most most hotels do offer cribs to rent. Mm-hmm. Um, although we have run into problems where they have run out of them. Um, and then we just bring our own pack and plays with us. And that's when we're um, when we're driving. We haven't stayed. Um, I take that back. We actually have stayed in a hotel um, that uh, that we flew to. And again, just rented the cribs when we got there mm-hmm. from the hotel. Mm-hmm. Hotels usually do have a pretty good 
system where you can, you know, select from, you know, the different services and, you know, pack and plays. Uh, was that a factor when you were selecting your accommodations? I mean, if you're staying with family, you know, family, you can send them on errands. But uh, how about, you know, for... Well, we <laughs> always, yeah, when we stayed, um, you know, we, we always joke with my husband because we always have a kitchen. We always have, you know, at least two bedrooms. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's major for us. And they always have uh, pack and plays. Sometimes if you have, a, you know, stay in a nicer place, they have full-size cribs too mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, they can set up for you. So we've always had high chairs, always had uh, pack and plays or, you know, something of that extent, to that extent. And um, they um, recommend you, you, you know, if they don't have something, they always have a list of you know places where you can rent from or you know that they're just full of resources so I like staying at a place where I can always like on the last trip you know they um, my kids got sick really sick mm. and you know they've been you know they've been throwing up all over the beds and things like that I mean staying in the hotel was priceless <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I mean you feel you feel bad about them changing the bed in the middle of the night but you know that's a hotel and um, it was you know it was great they would come back and you know do whatever we needed them to do and uh, take nice. advantage of the service <laughs> it's just I mean we're paying for it and that they were super nice. They would bring us things that we need, and uh, that really helped. And I was just saying, thinking if we were renting a house, that would would have been much different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so lots of laundry in the middle of the night. So. I think <laughs> everywhere you stay is going to have its own challenges. We've stayed in hotels um, locally, and then once in Anaheim when we took um, the boys to Disneyland. But my husband works for a hotel group, and so he gets perks, you know, where we can stay there. So we've done, like, actually st- staycations with the boys. Um, and they have cribs, which, you know, is really nice. Um, and I actually liked hotels better than having like a timeshare or going to somebody else's house because hotels don't have much in them. Um, but timeshares with a full kitchen and mm-hmm. knife drawers and washing machines and cabinets and mm-hmm. sliders and then other people's houses. I mean, people without kids don't don't That's know true. that you shouldn't keep batteries on the floor. I mean, right. <laughs> it just doesn't occur to them. So we definitely, I mean, I prefer staying in hotels because... You know, there's a table and a Bible and a bed, and that's that's pretty much it. So yeah. there's not much that the kids yeah. can get into. Speaking of sort of gear and even, you know, let's just say even like clothes and medicine and just stuff in general, thinking back to the kind of that first trip, is there anything that you think you should have brought that you didn't have with you? We forgot a baby monitor once, and, you know, <laughs> our kids are on the same schedule, usually at, on vacation as they are at home. So... Uh, for us, not having a baby monitor was kind of odd because we would sit on the balcony and just, you know, enjoy whatever. And, um, you know, it's it, nice to hear the kids. So, it you know, we just ran back and forth all the time. So it's... You know, now, but, that's you know, smart because that's probably something you can't we rent. Always, yeah. We always yeah. bring the baby monitor, you know, something that the kids can't go to sleep without, you know, whatever it is, you know, the toy, uh, uh, you know, and something familiar. We like, they cover, you know, they have their little covers that they sleep with. I mean, you probably don't have to have them, but it's nice for them to have them. You know, it's something familiar from yes. home. They mm-hmm. they go they they look forward to going to sleep, so we use them on the airplane. Has so a home smell. Some things yeah. that you know, like they can identify with, and uh, and we have like we buy a little something for them to be excited to be out on the trip. Like for example, like a rolling you know card or you know something like little luggage for them that they like, and you know they just they oblivious to little things that we worry about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I always end up wishing we had brought less. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, even in terms of, you know, toys and books and things to keep kids busy, I mean, somewhere that's not your house is inherently exciting. And so we really don't need, I mean, like, for instance, when we were in the timeshare, we had brought 
the books that they had loved from home and they wanted nothing to do with the books because there was a vacuum and a dustpan and a bowl, like a drawer full of spatulas, which was way more exciting than anything we could have brought. So I think, I mean, as long as you're not, I mean, we're not touching camping or <laughs> like backpacking adventures, but if you're going to a major city, I mean, pack as little as you can get away with, honestly, because there's always somewhere to buy diapers. There's always someone to send out for Tylenol. I mean, you know, just I think it's better to keep it to... You know, what they need for sleep is important, and everything else you can probably find on the way. Just some comfort from yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, Think, you're, like you're, sleep mm-hmm. stuff, monitor, jammies, blankie, pack and play. But it, as long as it's not part of your sleep routine, leave it at home. <laughs> we always brought, like, little stocking cups. I mean, they're like a dollar, right? And, yeah. like, we put them in the bag, uh, luggage, and they play with them in the bath. And they love bath yeah. time. So this is just one toy. I mean, at home they have zillion, you know, bazillion toys, right, in the bath time. But... You know, here they just had that stuck, and they would play with them, mm-hmm. and they would love their bus, and I love that. Oh, just <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, but like we have our little traditions that we go with, and the kids are like they always look think you know look for those. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, we're gonna wrap this up, and so thanks so much to everyone for joining us today. And for more information about traveling with twins, or more information about any of our speakers and panelists, visit our, the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, uh, we're going to talk about uh, what changes we might make in our traveling plans as our, as our twins get older. And for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, TwinTalks.com. Today in our annoying comments that twin moms get, we have Christina in New York. Christina says, I have identical girls and people still say, oh, a boy and a girl. I respond with no, they're both girls and they're wearing matching outfits. I have people follow me around the store trying to look in the car seats to see them. I also have people say, aw, I always wanted twins. No, you don't. It's more of a challenge than one baby. Plus, I have two toddlers on top of my four-month-old twins, which makes it even harder. Other questions are always, whose family do they run in? Are they in yours or your husband's? I try to tell them that fraternal twins run in families and ours are identical. And even if they did run in my husband's family, that has nothing to do with having twins at all because it would have to come from my side. They don't listen. And one more. People tell me, oh, they're identical? Did you know that's good luck? Really? This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. And Parent Savers, it's your parenting resource on the go. So next week, we're going to be talking about baby-wearing twins. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, 
please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.